You're listening to the Human Up Podcast. My name is Victor Ang. And to me, this podcast is about developing emotional intelligence and how to use our emotions to work for us rather than against us. It's the ability to identify, regulate, and express our emotions so that we can better show up in our lives, in our careers, in our relationships, and in our hobbies. We are social and emotional beings, and without the ability to navigate these environments, it's really easy to get lost. And why I am so passionate about this topic and, and creating a podcast about it, which this is episode 35, by the way, which is pretty pretty big accomplishment, I think, um, over half a year now working on this. But I, I'm, I'm creating this podcast because I, I realize how much of a missing link this has been in not only society, but ourselves as human beings. Growing up, I was rarely comfortable expressing my emotions. You know, I would express the easy ones, maybe a little bit of joy and laughter and some sadness and tears once in a while. Um, definitely anger, very much lots of anger. But there wasn't enough of the the more deeper, very vulnerable um, sort of extra layer to those emotions. They were all very, um, they're all just the basic emotions, which uh, are are in debate right now in terms of what those are. Um, I'm just, I like to go with the movie Inside Out uh, with the five core emotions there, which is fear, anger, disgust. Um, sadness and joy. So I was very good at expressing those ones, but not the deeper ones and um, that were sort of more contextual, right? Like uh, loneliness or or frustration or confusion. Um, and, and a lot of these are, they're not, they're kind of mixed in with a cognitive versus a, a more you know, body sensational emotion. Um, Cause they, they are very much interconnected, but the point is I, I wasn't very comfortable expressing and articulating my, my inner emotions um, both out of fear of being judged or rejected, but also because it was just very uncomfortable for me uh, in, in, internally. And um how that showed up in the rest of my life was a lot of stagnation, a lot of complacency within my career, within my relationships. Um, I've been fortunate enough to have really good friends around me, really close friends that have stretched my growth, that have pulled me out of my comfort zone. Um, but without them, I definitely could have been at a a very... Um, I don't want to say behind or anything, but I just would have definitely been uh, not not where I am today in terms of my social and emotional capacity. So not only did I see this within myself, but I also saw it within the rest of society, within so many others, especially other men and those of Asian descent, you know, being an Asian American male identifying person as well. So from that perspective, it definitely provided a lot more context in 
in in maybe why this has manifested itself uh, within my life. But I also don't want to label this as a a cultural or gender uh, issue as well. It's it's a very human issue, and that's partly why I named this podcast "Human Up," uh, kind of a play on the phrase "Man Up." So that was a little debriefing or a little, um, you know, a, a summary for those who are just joining in on this podcast with this. 35th episode here. Uh, that is a little bit of my story and why I'm doing this. And in this episode, I wanted to go into more about why I think emotional intelligence is so important for us. This was a piece that I wrote a while ago and recently republished on LinkedIn, uh, as well as a couple other publications. Um, but I figured I'd just give it a read and uh, help. hopefully this will give you a little more context in my mission and how I want to help people as well. So we'll go ahead and get right into it after a quick message from my sponsor and definitely stick around towards the end um, where I'll update you a bit on many different things that I'm working on as well as how you can stay up to date and connect with me as well. First off, thank you for being a listener of the Human Up podcast. I definitely have so much to say and express and all the things that I've experienced and observed throughout my life that I've honestly been cultured and, and kind of pressured to, to bite my tongue against. So I really love being able to use this platform and this medium as a podcast to do so. And it wouldn't be possible without Anchor.fm, which is the hosting platform I use to distribute this podcast. It's perfect for me right now because it's free and automatically distributes distributes my episodes to all the different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. And the cool part is that there are tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So you don't even need any extra software or services to, to create the podcast. And you can even make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership by recording ads like this. So if you have a message to send and ideas to spread, definitely download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And who knows, maybe we can collab and create a, a podcast episode together. If you do end up creating one, you should definitely hit me up and, and we can do something there. With that, let's get back to the episode. Most of us growing up weren't explicitly taught how to manage our emotions. In school, we learned the functional skills, but the social and emotional skills had to be learned through our own experience. A lot of the lessons were laid out for us by teachers, and all we had to do was follow the instructions, memorize things, regurgitate it out to prove aptitude. But rarely were we taught to think for ourselves, to think creatively, and to be expressive in our own ideas and opinions. Unfortunately, when these crucial life skills are left for the individuals to learn on their own, there's potential for more harm to be done. It's like going to the gym to bench 250 pounds without a spotter. Dangerous. That missing ingredient here is what many schools are now implementing, social and emotional learning. The ability to manage conflict, practice empathy, regulate emotions, and express authenticity. Without knowing how to regulate our emotions and to stretch our discomfort, we're limited in our personal and professional growth, relationships, and fulfillment in our lives. And when humans feel contained, we'll also feel stuck 
hopeless, complacent, lonely, even bitter, which plays a large part in many of our social issues today. Of all the species living on this tiny rock in a seemingly never-ending universe, we are gifted or cursed, depending on how you want to look at it, with consciousness of our emotions and behaviors. It gives us the unique ability to control our environment to a certain extent. And yet there are still so many of us who have lost that sense of control. Many of us either don't know who we are or can't accept who we are, and it ends up stripping away so much good from this world because we haven't learned how to find the good in ourselves. We graduate from schools with schools of thought guided by those before us. Rather than being encouraged to think for ourselves and create our own definition of success, it's measured by how much you can memorize or regurgitate and score on a test or get the most likes or views or money. And many of us will go into our careers still completely lost. We'll think to ourselves, wait, no one is giving me things to do anymore. What do I do? Where do I go? Who am I? As, as children, we all had a natural sense of wonder, curiosity, and excitement. But as we age, those feelings are ignored. In school, we are forced to sit still and listen or raise your hand to speak or ask a question. Of course, if there was no order and discipline, the classrooms would be chaos. But the point is, we are subconsciously taught to hold back our thoughts, emotions, and feelings only to express them when others deem appropriate. It's why there's still a large stigma on mental and emotional health. Could that be why some of us feel too rude to ask for what we want out of life? To dream big? To share our truths? We need those emotions back. We need to be able to feel again. We need the ability to ask big questions, dive into how we really feel rather than suppress them, and learn to celebrate any and all of the emotions that come up. We need better emotional intelligence. Let's first define what emotions are. You might initially think of the five basic emotions, anger, disgust, fear, sadness, and joy. Okay, cool. That covers the whole spectrum, right? Nah, player, you've got a lot more emotions in that brain of yours and I'll link them to the description below. Now, what if I told you that our emotions and how we feel them are a social construct, and I ain't even smoking anything? You might be thinking, what? Emotions are not natural human traits? What do you mean? We all have them. It's in my head and body. How can someone socially construct how I feel? Because according to professor and psychologist Lisa Feldman Barrett, who had an amazing TED Talk, which I'll also link in the description below, our emotions are just a way for your brain to explain what's going on around you. Humans are capable of experiencing all of these emotions, but they aren't built in at birth. They have been developed by observation and interpretation of each other's behaviors. Every life experience will spark different emotions for each individual. For example, when you watch a movie, you might feel so much joy because it reminded you of a positive time in your life, while someone else might be feeling sadness instead because it reminded them of a previous heartbreak or trauma. Well, that's just it. Emotions are only how we perceive them to be and are going to be felt and expressed differently in each individual. It is an old traditional view that emotions are innate within us. In fact, psychologists and sociologists have learned that emotions are built automatically and unconsciously by our environment and behavior. And there's an interesting 
article uh, based on that research, which I'll also link in the description. They are as much a muscle that needs to be exercised as our intellect and can be developed with more experiences and self-reflection. Our emotions are just predictions made up by our minds based on past experiences and familiar contexts. These predictions are what help us make sense of the world. Sometimes they're spot on, but more times than we'd care to admit, they're wrong. Because our emotions are not universal. We'll never truly know how someone else feels inside other than how they are expressing it with their facial expressions, body language, or words. And all of that has great potential to be misinterpreted. Cool, cool, cool. But is emotional intelligence even a thing? I get it. The rational mind would never associate emotions with intelligence. Intellect is something you can measure, explain, prove. Emotions are too subjective, impossible to quantify, and, and have so many variables based on environment, culture, upbringing, and biology. But a common definition of intelligence is the ability to gather knowledge and implement them in order to turn them into skills. Human emotions are not exclusive to that. We can learn about all of the emotions and how each of them affects your body to give you insight on what matters to you. When you can identify those feelings, you can then practice managing them in a way that will be useful for you and the navigation of your social environments. Imagine if you're able to identify emotions and why you're feeling them or what might be causing them and then be able to maximize the positive ones while minimizing the impact of the negative ones. Wouldn't that be an awesome skill to have? Notice I said minimize the impact of the negative ones, meaning we're not going to completely get rid of them. We're human. We're going to feel all types of emotions throughout our lives. You can't ignore them. Having good emotional intelligence means understanding how to acknowledge and regulate them as they come up rather than shoving them aside. Negative self-talk, on the other hand, is something we are allowed to completely destroy. It is unproductive and detrimental to our mental health. There are no benefits that come from talking negatively and pessimistically to yourself. In automatic negative thoughts or ant therapy, patients are trained to squash the ants that crawl around in their mind. So go ahead, you have permission to kill those ants. I have a, an article that will go into more detail on, on that if you're interested in the description below as well. Look, I understand. Being responsible for your own emotions can be intimidating because there's nothing else you can blame other than yourself if you've behaved poorly. And that's a hard pill to swallow. But that is also where you can start building your strength to take control. That is how you can enable yourself to be the chef who creates their own dish rather than the cook who follows a recipe. I got the chef versus the cook idea from the Wait But Why article, which I'll also link in the description. There's a good quote from Gary Vaynerchuk, a serial entrepreneur who provides a little bit of tough love. Uh, he says, once you understand that you're accountable and it's your fault for everything, you become empowered because nobody's stopping you. So yes, EQ is definitely a thing, if not one of the most important things to living a fulfilling and meaningful life. It teaches us to break past the surface level and become self-aware of who you are and what your deep desires are. It is about being able to recognize your strengths and weaknesses and to lean in towards what you're already good at while being comfortable with admitting to that which you're not. Increasing your EQ is not just about being emotional or being nice. 
It is about better managing your mind, body, and spirit so you can live as your unapologetic self rather than bending over backwards for everyone. It is about developing profound relationships with the people who do support you. It is about having a bias towards action in spite of what you're feeling so that the negative emotions doesn't turn into unwanted behavior. It is about discovering what truly matters to you and your well-being. I'm sure we've all experienced being told that we have to be a certain someone or have control over certain things in order to be a happy, successful human. But anytime anyone chases those external sources of happiness or follow someone else's shoulds, they almost always end up disappointed. They go into a crisis. They then question everything. They might be thinking to themselves, I spent all this time going after this thing I thought I wanted, and I'm here, so why do I still feel like something is missing? There may be multiple reasons, but one of them is most likely because they wanted an external material to satisfy their internal feelings. What people really want in life is a particular set of emotions. What you want or be or have is all because of the emotion you believe to be associated to that desire. It might help the surface level to get that more tangible thing for that quick high, but it's way more effective to feed the roots of the tree rather than just its leaves. But this is going to take a lot of work. And I care so much about emotional intelligence because it is the beginning of understanding ourselves and our place in this world. But if you care about any type of personal growth, this is a good place to start. We are human, and we are emotional beings. Everything we see, do, and touch is an experience of emotions constructed by our mind's observations. Being able to manage them will result in better, more meaningful connections with that friend you wish you were closer with, or that boyfriend or girlfriend that got away or is slipping through your fingers, or that coworker that produces good work but always gets under your skin, or those potential partners or customers that you could work with to expand your business. Having a strong EQ will help with all of that. Thank you so much for listening to the Human Up podcast and uh, a reading of my blog, Why Should We Care About Emotional Intelligence? I will link the blog post in the show notes as well as all the different resources that I mentioned in the article as well. But I really appreciate you being here and for listening to this podcast and this episode. This is such an important topic to me as I use it as my, my core foundation in how I can better serve humans and how to, to connect us uh, in, in more harmony and in more, um, more peace, starting from within ourselves. Right now in my journey, I am working as much as I can to work with individuals uh, with one-on-one -on -one coaching so that we can really dive into the nuances of the, the individual's lives and, and their emotional health. Um, and I absolutely love doing that. Uh, it's actually my preference to, to work with people on a more personal basis because that's when real work can get done. Um, rather than, you know, group settings or workshops or retreats or whatnot, which are also just as great and effective. But I really do love the one-on-one -on -one conversations as well. Um, 
but at the same time it's not as scalable so as i you know continue one-on-one relationships uh, i also want to create more programs and and eventually a video course and a group coaching program for uh for those who maybe can't afford the more personal one-on-one service as well so um that is a bit of a snapshot of what I'm working on. And for now, if you do want to connect with me or partner with me on your personal and emotional growth, I do have some slots open for uh, one-on-one coaching as I build out my video course. And you can reach out by emailing me at victor at victorung.com. That's victorung.com. Otherwise, I would really like uh, some feedback on what you are are thinking and feeling within your life right now and, and in what direction you want to go and, and lead your life. I want to use this opportunity to also improve my podcast and to make this more, uh, make my content more relevant to you. So please provide some feedback for me at victorung.com slash feedback. And you'll be redirected to a quick two-question survey uh, so I can get a better understanding of where you're at. So thank you for listening, and I really appreciate you being here. Let's human up. I'll catch you next Monday.